Shalom, Baruch, we're up to Nedarim Daf Chov. Hey, today's Daf discusses the uh, concept of someone swearing on his own das. You know, maybe this is what I had in mind when I said this lashon. We discussed different options of what Moshe Rabbeinu could have said when he made Klal Yisrael swear to keep Torah mitzvahs. Uh, we discussed what it, uh, when someone makes a shvua that he saw a gigantic snake like an olive press. Then we have a new Mishnah discussing Nidre Shigogos. Uh, Mishnah immediately compares that to Shvois Shigogos. And then we discuss when someone makes a ned that he's not going to eat for a certain period of time. And then, turns out there's a Shabbos and Yom Tov in the middle that he hadn't thought about. Is that Mevatal the nether, only part of his nether? We begin when the Gemara tells us, is it true that people don't make nedarim using their own logic? They don't, they don't swear saying, oh, when I, when I said this, I meant something else. We have a Brayse that says that just like like when they would be mashbia somebody, they would make him swear, they would tell him, you should know that Bezdin tells the guy who's swearing that when you make your shvua, it doesn't matter what you're thinking in your heart, we're going to take the lashon the lush that you use and we're going to assume that you're talking the way that we talk. Aldas Bezdin. And it must be that they were trying to uh, ex- you know, prevent him from saying a shvua about money and he's going to use a word, he's going to refer to money as a, uh, or rather, he'd, he's, he'll make a, a shavua about wood chips. And it happens to be that he calls wood chips zuzin. He calls it cash. We're not going to let that slide, says Bezdin. When you say wood chips, it means wood chips. When you say cash, it means cash. Now, from the fact that we have to warn him, it means that if we didn't warn him, this guy might actually be thinking something other than the actual words that he's saying. But the Gemara says, no, people don't do that. The reason why we have to uh, give this swearing person a disclaimer is to prevent cases like the case of a rubber's walking stick. What was that case over there? There was a gentleman whose uh, who, who's friend, Taina, that he owed him a lot of uh, zuzin, a lot of money. So they came to Rava and uh, the lender tells the borrower, uh, pay me back. And he says, I already paid you back. Rava says, well, if you paid him back, then swear that you paid him back. So he said, sure, I'm going to go get my cane. I came back with his walking stick. And he went up to go take the safer tire. And he told the lender, do me a favor, hold the, my stick while I swear. And in the meantime, he had hollowed out his walking stick and filled it up with Zuzan, with these coins that he owed him. And then when he got up there to swear, he said, I swear that I have given him the money that I owe him. Ah, the guy who had lent him was watching him swear falsely, he knew that he hadn't paid him back yet. He got so angry that he cracked the guy's stick. And when he did so, all of the coins came pouring out on the floor. And it turns out that the guy actually technically was swearing accurately that he had, in fact, given back the money that he had owed. To prevent that, we make the gentleman make a disclaimer that when you swear that you paid him back, we're going to assume that you actually paid him back in the conventional style, the way Bezdin understands it, not this shtick. But Nyoyadeh says that we call it rubber stick, the case of rubber's walking stick, even though it wasn't rubber's, because, you know, it was his achrayas to make sure that it wouldn't happen. He should have picked up. I'm like, wait, well, why is this guy going to get a walking stick before swearing? We challenge this idea of uh, from another b'raisa, which seems that people sometimes do swear on their own Intentions. We have with Moshe Rabbeinu, he made Klai's soul swear in Arvas Mayav, and he told them, You should know that when you're swearing, 
you're not swearing on your das, I'm making you swear on my das and al das hamokoim. We know he did this from the Pasuk, So now why was Moshe Rabbeinu giving Klaus all this disclaimer? He was telling them, don't make this shvua on your, you know, saying, oh, I meant something else when I said that I was going to follow the Torah mitzvahs. Don't, don't say that I'm going to follow Elokah, I, I meant Eloiha, I meant Avoy Dezaras. No. Now this t- disclaimer of Moshe Rabbeinu shows that people would in fact do that. How can you say that people don't? The Gemara answers that there was different because the shvua that they made using the Loshon of Eloikah wouldn't be distorting the word Eloikah to make it refer to Avodah Zarah. Avodah Zarah is referred to as Eloikah. The Pesach says V'chol Eloikah Mitzrayim. Avodah Zarahs are referred to as Eloikah. So now the Gemara offers eight alternative Lashonis that Moshe Benu could have used to make Kaleisrael swear. Why didn't he tell them that they're swearing to be Mekayim the Mitzvahs? Because that could have sounded like they were accepting to follow the mitzvahs of a king, not Hashem's. Uh, alternative, the second option is why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu make them swear that they would be Mekayim, call mitzvahs? That could have been misconstrued as being Mekayim the mitzvah of tzitzis, which is Shkula Keneged, call ha mitzvah Shabbat Torah. The third option, why doesn't he make them swear that they'll be Mekayim the Torah? That could be, they would be, that could infer that they were just being Mekayim. One Torah, Torah Shavikzav, or Torah Shabbat Fourth option, why not make them swear on Torahs? That will be Mekayim both Torahs. That sounds like two Torahs, like the, the Torah of Karbonis, Karbon Mincha and Karbon Chatas, Torah Salsham. Not, but not everything else. Fifth option, why not make them swear that they'll be Mekayim Torahs and Mitzvahs? No, because the Torahs sounds like the, the Karbonis, and the Mitzvahs sounds like Mitzvah Samelech. Why not make them swear that they'll be Mekayim Torah Kula? Terakula sounds like Avodizara. That we have in Abraisa, that Avodizara is so chamer, it's connected. Someone who does Avodizara, it's as if he's giving up the entire Torah. So Terakula could just, Kaisal could have just had in mind Avodizara. Seventh option, want to make them swear that they'll be uh, Mekayim, that they won't do Avodizara and Terakula. Or to accept on, the, on themselves 613 mitzvahs. The Gemara answer is that it's a lot easier for Moshe to say, swear on my das and das hamokim, than to spell this all out. Now, he said in the Mishnah that a, uh, an exaggerated lashon of a neder would be if someone says, I saw a snake the size of a, an olive press beam. The Gemara says, wait, why is that so exaggerated? We have snakes that are that big. We had uh, by Shavur Malka, he had uh, a snake that they would put 13 bags of grain in front of, and he, the snake would swallow it whole. It was massive snakes. So Shmuel says... He was talking about a, a spotted snake, and those you don't find that big. The Gemara says every snake is a spotted. No, not, a, not on their backs. So why didn't our Mishnah say that, that, that the guy swore on a spotted snake? Because it's teaching us another halacha, that all beams of an olive press have these spots, these slats. Because if someone says he wants to buy a beam of an olive press, It'll only be a valid sale if this beam that he's referring to actually has these slats. Now, you know, Mishnah that tells us when it comes to Nidre Shkogos. Why does a Nidre Shkogos, a Shogig Neder? If the guy says he makes a Neder based on the fact that I, I didn't eat anything or drink anything, and then he's like, oh, wait, I totally did. Oops. Or if he says, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to drink. That's, that was his Neder, and then he just totally forgot that he made it, and then he eats and drinks. That's a Nidre Shkogos. If a guy says, 
he doesn't let his wife get any enough from him if, assuming that she stole from him or that she hits his son, and then it turns out that that, that, that rumor just wasn't true. She doesn't, didn't hit, didn't steal. That would be a nidre, uh, a nether shoigig. If he sees a whole bunch of people who are eating figs and he says, uh, you're all ushered to me like a carbon, and then it turns out that his father or brother were one of those people who were eating those figs. But Shammai says that his father and brother, who he did not mean to make the nedra on their mutter to get enough from him, but everyone else uh, would, be, would still be ushered. But Hillel says that they're all going to be mutter. And the Gemara, the Gemara brings a bright side that says that just, just like nidre shkogos are mutter, nidre shvuois, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, shvuois shkogos are also going to be mutter. What is it? an example of a shvuois shkogos? That's like what Rav Kahana and Rav Asi brought down. Rav Kahana and Rav Asi used to swear that this is what Rav said. And the other one would disagree and, and swear that, no, this is what Rav said. That those ataka, each one was a valid uh, shvua. It's not hal as a shvua because that's, that is taka, what they understood from their Rebbe. Now, if someone sees all these people eating the figs and it makes one uh, shvua, uh, a neder shoykik on all of them, we had a machlekes b'sham what happens to his father and brother or everybody. So we have a mission that says that if someone takes a nether on, you know, not, not to eat for a month, and then he's like, oh, wait, there's Shabbos and in the middle, that's enough of a Pesach to get out of his nether. Now, originally they used to say that Shabbos and Yomtev will be mutter, but all the other days will still remain usher because of his nether. But then Rabbi Akiva came along and he taught us that if someone makes a nether and part of his nether becomes mutter, he gets out with a Pesach on Shabbos and Yomtev, then Hutar Kuloi, everything else will also be mutter, the whole nether is dissolved. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.